Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have a fabulous show lined up just for you. So Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and discover real life stories that will help you find your purpose, achieve true freedom and define your destiny. Yeah, and we haven't done so good on the interview stuff, but that's coming. We we just got back from a long trip, so we're going to get that all scheduled, but we got another trip coming anyway. Go ahead, anyway, Deb. yeah, we will get it scheduled and they are to come for sure. So today's show sponsors are the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you're ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees to the breeze and seats in the saddle, then let's crank it up and get the show started. All right, I'm ready to fire it all up, Deb, and get the show started And because we got some interesting things to talk about. And what's got me really excited, Deb? Is we have today, we have today the debut of Dutch Van Alston, the author of Demons Rising and the Story of the Wayward Scout. So I am so fired up that he has agreed to join us on the air with his segment to come from week to week. And he is such a mess. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> He's such a hoot. I mean, he is the most quick-witted person I think I've met in a really long time. He just fire rapidly as you go. He's going to be raw and unapologetic. Yep. Did I get that right? Raw mm. and unapologetic. And, I know and that's you difficult are for you. absolutely going to love Dutch. I'm telling you, we are so pleased and so grateful. We're so blessed, actually, yes. to be able to have Dutch on the show with us. We're so grateful that he's actually accepted the offer. You guys are going to absolutely love Dutch. Love him to pieces. And uh, we're just really excited. So this is going to be, as Deb mentioned, something that we're going to plan on having Dutch on weekly with us. Yep. And Dutch is the author already, as we mentioned, of a book, and he's got a series of books that's coming out. So as you listen to Dutch, you'll want to make sure that you pick up his books. Uh, You can go out to his website, DutchVanAlston.com, and pick up his his book. And for what he told us the other night, he's already wrapping up book number Number two. two. So you want to be sure to listen to that. So without any, how do they do it? Without any further Further, ado. Without any further ado, without any further delay, we are going to turn it right over to Dutch Van Austin. Austin. He's going to be raw and unapologetic. Take it away, Dutch. Thank you so much, Chuck and Deb. I really do hope I can live up to that introduction. I mean, you two have... uh, set the bar quite high for this old guy, uh, both by your intro and just by the sheer talent that you two bring the airwaves every week. And as they said, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series. And I am raw and unapologetic. And since this is my very first segment of the soon-to-be world-famous Chuck and Dev show, I should probably start out with a small self-introduction. And I will start where all life begins. And no, it's not at birth. 
or even conception. Life starts when you have your very first motorcycle. And that for me was in 1974. Don't bother checking your iPhone, the calendars don't go back that far. I can still see in my mind's eye my father pulling his truck into our driveway and on the back was a roaring 2.5 horsepower Tecumseh minibike with my name on it. Well, not literally, but you know, it was mine. My father had a motorcycle. My brother had a motorcycle. My mother had a motorcycle. My sister had a motorcycle. So as you can tell, we all grew up around them. And that was the day, was my turn. That day, I was born. At age nine, threw my leg over the seat. I grabbed the handlebars and lifted my head high and I smiled at the world. I couldn't wait to eat my first bug. At that moment, I mean, the world was mine. I just, I fell in love and it has been the longest and only steady, consistent love affair that I have ever been involved in. And if any of my ex-girlfriends are listening, they are getting whiplash from nodding their heads so fast. Yep, yep, that's so true. And from there, it grew into motocross racing, where I not only ate bugs, but I ate dust, mud, dirt, rocks, and whatever else went into the air. We raced all over upstate New York, from little teeny towns to Rochester and Binghamton. And uh, as time went on, I got bigger, the motorcycles got bigger, I got older, but the motorcycles got newer. I have owned Hondas, I have owned Yamahas, both road and dirt. I bought my first Harley back in the 1980s, uh, soon after they quit making the shovel head. Uh, when I started riding around on that brand new Harley Hog, bar hopping and such, I met a man named uh, Kenny Hotelling, who just started a club in Corning. That's in New York. And there's where my life in the MC world began. And just like when I was nine, I threw my leg over the seat, grabbed the handlebars, held my head up high, smiled, and ate bugs. But this time with good men that I was proud to call my brothers. And from the 1980s until now, not much has changed in the way I think. I mean, despite getting older, wiser, and having been run down by an SUV up in Rochester about 12, 13 years ago, by a cager who, uh, quote, didn't see me. Okay, but that's for another show. But uh, that's why I have a personalized plate on one of my Harleys that says, I limp, because I do, because I have to. But for me personally, not a lot has changed. My love for motorcycles and the lifestyle has only grown. My contempt for those who don't pay attention on the roads has only grown. And yes, my midsection has only grown. I own and ride three motorcycles, not all at the same time. I have a 2009 uh, Softail Custom, which is my everyday bike, slowly morphing into a rat bike because, well, I ride it every day and it's showing its age like its owner. I also have a 2004 Sportster and that beast has a custom paint job that looks exactly like Fred Flintstone's shirt. And yes, I mean with his trademark blue tie on my gas tank and all that kind of stuff. Orange with the black dots. And if you don't believe me, I have a Facebook page, Life Behind Bars book series, where you can see pictures of it. Or go to my website, www.dutchvanalston.com, and sign up for my newsletter. All I ask is your email address. I'm not collecting data, I promise. And uh, just send me a message saying, uh, I want to see this alleged Fred Flintstone bike, and I will send you a picture. I've had so many gawkers looking at my iconic Flintstone Harley, and so many of them ask, are you insane? 
And to that, I usually reply with a resounding, yes, 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 I am. But uh, that's not why I honor the blue-collar king of bedrock. I mean, who is Fred Flintstone? Well, we can all agree he is a big, fat, loud, obtuse, big mouth with nothing to offer, and yet he comes home to a beautiful wife, a hot meal, and a dog who loves him. How can that not be any man's hero? Fred gives my life hope. Yabba Dabba Dutch. I also have a 1975 shovelhead straight from the era of sadistic pain. It is a rigid frame hardtail, whereas if I run over a pebble, not Fred Flintstone's daughter pebbles, I mean an actual pebble, it sends shock pain throughout my body. I mean, the clutch drags from second to third gear. It smells like burning oil every time I ride it, and it just doesn't handle nearly as well as my other two Harleys. But every time I ride it, I just fall in love with it all even more, even with its temperamental Kickstarter. In fact, I dare any man out there listening right now to try and kick it over like I can. That machine is tailored for me, and we are simpatico. There ain't a guy out there that can kick it and then just ride... Oh, oh, I... I do have to qualify that last statement. Sort of, kind of, maybe. But more yes than maybe. One night at the Ride Hard Salute in Bradenton, I I proposed that very challenge to one of your radio hosts. Not the smart and pretty one, the other one, Chuck. And he totally did it. He kicked it over, and he rode off screaming, Yahoo! Or na-na-na-na-na-na, something like that. And I could do nothing, nothing about it other than sit there with egg on my face and bourbon on my breath. But I'm only kidding about the egg on my face and bourbon on my breath because the Ride Hard Saloon does not serve eggs. So as you have uh, probably surmised just by what I'm telling you, I'm a bit long of the tooth when speaking in conventional terms, that is. I've been mixed in with a motorcycle subculture slash motorcycle mystique for, I guess, coming on half a century. I've seen it grow, and I've seen it change over the years. Some changes have been good, some not so good. And I'm not going to discuss the minutia and the details, of because this is an upbeat and positive show with two of the most upbeat and positive people I have ever met. Now, you know the next word is going to be, but. But, I will discuss one area that's not so good. I don't want to do that whole, you know, back in my day, you know, we walked to school in the freezing snow for five miles uphill both ways. But back in the day, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I won't won't say that. I'll just say years ago, we did not eat one another like we do today. There's so much childish infighting from bikers today. Bikers had the uh, us versus them mentality. But the us portion has become fractured and tribal. You know, we lose sight of what's truly important. We are not going to outdo a semi on the highway or an SUV. I speak of that latter personally. You know, or, or just people who are just out to harm our way of life, and they do exist. So why do we have heated and empty debates over the brand of motorcycle? And even the differing models in the same brand. Uh, I've, I've heard... People talk about the Sportsters and the Dyna and how if you own this, then you're less than unless you own this model. I mean, it's just ridiculous things like what you wear, where you ride, how you ride, how many miles you ride. Ride in the cold? Don't ride in the cold. Ride in the rain? Don't ride in the rain. Why? Why not? 
I mean, I, I hear people ask sometimes, you know, what is a real biker? And to that, I, I can only say, you know, I can't answer that. Um, but I can say what one isn't. And that is one who is obsessed with people's choices and decisions that they have no bearing on their own life. You know, we used to ride to get away from the Gladys Kravitzes of the world. You know, well, I dated myself with that reference, didn't I? You know, back in my day. But now Gladys has a motorcycle and she brought her way of thinking with her. And for those of you who don't know, Gladys Kravitz was the neighbor on Bewitched who always had her binoculars out the window, butting her nose in everybody's life. But just own a motorcycle, not just a T-shirt or the vernacular, you know, and stuff like that. But own it and ride it and ride it as much as you can, as much as you want and whatever element you feel comfortable in doing so and just appreciate it and love it. It's really not a hard concept. You know, ride for socialization. Ride because you want to relax. Ride because you want to clear your brain. Ride because, well, you just want to. But the first step is owning a motorcycle. And I'm not trying to be overly glib about, you know, owning a motorcycle. But I, I've actually witnessed motorcycle clubs. And I don't mean these passive riding clubs and, and such. I'm talking about these hardcore clubs who have had members that don't have a motorcycle. Well, they may have one. It's, it's in the garage in 20 different pieces for the last three years. But they don't ride. They, I mean, they don't, they don't have one per se to ride. It's, so it's not even owning one. And I've seen these guys borrow bikes for big events that they can't miss. And they walk around these events proudly sporting their club patch, hugging their brothers and swapping war stories. And that's because image and perception has seemed to replace reality and substance. Yeah, but when nobody's looking, these bikeless bikers are out on their mother's 1996 Ford Fiesta driving to Walmart for cheese spray and Mountain Dew. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Mountain Dew. But scenarios like this never would have occurred years ago because, hey, we're back in the day. <laughs> I should modernize that, too. Back in the day, we had to walk through 10 feet of shag carpeting to change the channel on our old Sylvania. And then the floor had a slight upgrade to it, both ways. But as I said, own one, ride one. Don't worry about details. Don't worry about miles, because that's another avenue I've seen people dicker about. Well, I put 11,534 miles on this season. I mean, how do you know that? I mean, you actually calculate that mathematically, and that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm even manlier than that, because I rode uh, 13,007 miles. Yeah, big deal. Don't worry about what your brothers and sisters are doing in their journeys. And yes, I said sisters. And yes, women are riding their own, and their numbers are growing daily. They're handling those machines very good, too. I had a few club brothers back in the day, but I had a few club brothers kind of poke fun at me and ask me, you know, my old lady used to ride her own motorcycle, and that used to bother them for some reason. And they were probably the same lads that, you know, were riding in Mommy's Ford that I just told you about. But if you men cannot appreciate a woman on the front of a motorcycle, then I do not know what to tell you. Because to me, a woman who rides her own is the sexiest thing I have ever laid eyes on. Okay, folks, I am getting dangerously close to my 15 minutes. And y'all didn't tune in to hear me, so my 15 minutes 
of talking is taking time away from your host, Chuck and Deb, on Biker Life Radio. And I, again, cannot thank them enough for inviting me and allowing me to speak to you wonderful people who love motorcycles, motorcycle life, and the mystique behind it all. Please give any feedback you like. If you enjoyed this segment, let them know. Let me know. Grab several cans of fluorescent orange spray paint. Go on top of the Skyway Bridge and express what... Wait, I'm getting feedback from the legal department. Uh, Don't tell them that. And I'm an idiot for saying that. Wow, I think that was kind of harsh. I expect better from lawyers, especially when that lawyer is my mother. Anyway, so you can give feedback the old-fashioned way, like we did back in the day. And just click like on Chuck and Deb's Facebook page or my Facebook page, Life Behind Bars book series. And please visit my website, see what my book, Demons Rising, The Story of the Wayward Scout, is all about. It's a novel, but it does draw from many personal experiences, and the storyline is gripping and entertaining. Or as one man wrote in his uh, review, it was raw and unapologetic, and so am I. Again, thank you for listening. From my brain to your ears, I now send you back to Chuck and Deb, you all have a great day and yabba dabba do time. And this is Yabba Dabba Dutch saying goodbye. Well, I don't know about anybody else, Deb, but I've got chills. Me too. Did, can, can you believe that that was his first round on the radio? It, it, He's the, like a pro. It's like a pro. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've got chills going on here and it was fantastic content. The guy is just absolutely amazing. He's and, hilarious. And, and Deb, you and I both know, we've talked about this, we actually see Dutch moving out on his own doing the something. podcast or something like yeah. this. And if you guys believe that's true, then like he said let us know let him know yep. on his facebook page which is the uh, life behind bars right uh series book series life behind bars book series i think is what it is and you is don't right, want to miss a segment yeah we're going to have him on every week and so be sure to subscribe to biker life radio podcast so that you do not miss a show because this is just the beginning he is hilarious i mean i just am in stitches when i listen <laughs> to him and i just if you can't connect with him, I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you because really, you need a anybody help. can connect with Dutch. He's just got it. He's got it going on, man. He's the best. I mean, I absolutely love this guy. There's just no doubt about it. I do, and uh, I'm just so very happy, Deb. I mean, you, it's like you said. And ladies and gentlemen listening, that was the first time his debut that he's ever been on the radio show. Okay? Right. That's his first time. Yeah. And he did a superior job. He did fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, I am just so elated for him because he is just phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, he's I'm a gonna brag about him all day long. Whether you guys want to hear it or not, <laughs> I believe in Dutch and nothing changes my mind. Yeah, he's a natural. <laughs> he's got it going on and he's just beginning. So I uh, so, just there's a lot to come. So how did you feel what he said about the lady bikers, the riders, Deb? Well, I thought that was pretty cool because it is a culture that's, you know, coming, we're coming into our own. And I know the numbers just keep getting stronger and stronger. And we have another friend, Ken, that said the same thing to me. We saw him actually out in L.A. And, you know, he said, Deb, I think it's just the flipping coolest thing ever that not only do you ride, but you're also a rider coach. And that just sends volumes. And again, I don't want to take any credit, but it's not the first time I've heard that. So, you know, that's cool. 
cool. Ladies, and, keep getting out there and riding. And Dutch is right. Ladies look sexy on a bike. There's just absolutely no doubt about that. And I just love a lot of the things he went over. Don't forget to go to his page if you want to get a picture of his uh, Fred Flintstone bike. And maybe he'll even uh, give us a copy and we'll put it up on uh, uh, on Biker Life Radio. Absolutely so that right. uh, you guys yeah. can check that out. And on the Chuck and Deb Show page as well. So uh, there's a couple of things that I want to mention um, that I sort of got out of this. And maybe Dutch later, he can correct me if that's the fact. Because what he talked about was very interesting. Yep. And what I got out of it, Deb, and you tell me what you got out of it. Well, what I got out of it is ride your own ride. Yes. Be your own person. Two Don't wheels, compare yourself wheels. to others. Don't worry about what goes on around you, about you, on your ride, none of that stuff, because all it's about is your pleasure, your enjoyment, and your ride. Absolutely right. Whether you're on two wheels, three wheels, it doesn't matter. You're out there. You're in the motorcycling world, no matter what type of motorcycle you ride, and just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the freedom. Be who you are. Absolutely right. I don't, and you know, Dutch goes out and he breaks the motorcycle mystique. Yes. I mean, listen to this, guys. Would you ever, I mean, probably you guys would have never thought, and probably there's a lot of other people like Dutch out that are in the MC community. Yep. Have you ever really thought that some guy that's part of a motorcycle club could actually go out, write books, and then go on the radio show like he did? No, I, most people wouldn't. You wouldn't because even that's know. a mystique. Right. Because you just think, you know, we're just dumb bikers. I mean, that might only apply to me. <laughs> Not even. So, you know, there is. Everybody kind of wants to put everyone in this perfect special box yep. and stereotype, and that is so not the case. And that's really what our passion, our purpose is for the show is, you know, the biter, motorcycle biking community is made up of all sorts of different people, and we come from different backgrounds, and that's what will break the mold and the mystique of motorcycling. Absolutely. And Dutch is a living... Uh, proof of that, if yes. you will. And so I want everybody to know that when Dutch comes on here, he's not getting paid. No. Right? He, he we, We're not paying him. There's no sponsors paying him. He's not getting paid. We're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for the love of the message. That's right. But Dutch doesn't get paid, all right? So Dutch comes out on the show because he has a passion and because we asked him and because he's freaking good yep. at it. All right? <laughs> Keep coming back, Dutch. Yeah. But so the reason I mention that is because one way that you can help support Dutch, and we'll find some other ways as we move forward here but one way you can support dutch is by going out to his website and purchasing his book right it's dutch van austin can you spell it Deb? yep d-u-t-c-h-v-a-n-a-l-s-t-i-n dot com so go out there purchase his book and here's the deal if you ride, you need to purchase the book. If you know someone who rides, you need to purchase the book. And the Be holidays are coming, and it's a great right. gift. So even if it's not this for you, buy it and or share the message because it's a phenomenal book. I could not stop reading it, and I'm ready to go back and read it again because it's filled with so many little pieces of real life that all of us can relate to. And whether you ride or don't, it doesn't matter. It's a phenomenal book, and I can't wait for number two to come. Absolutely. And I'm going to steal, and I hope Dutch doesn't mind, uh, a little bit of a testimony he had. For those of you who don't really read a lot, there was a, a person that Dutch shared with us. He didn't give us his name, but he shared that this person said to Dutch that he really doesn't read. Right. But he took, took Dutch's book home, which is called... 
A Demon's Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout. Okay. And he took it home and he started reading it just little by little. And as he read, he found that he could not put the book down. Right. So for those you people who don't think you're big readers... Trust me, if you can read a little article in, in, in some biker magazine, you'll want to read Dutch's book. So do Dutch a big favor. Do us a big favor, if you would. Go out, please. Because Dutch does this for free. You had to get one smile. You had to get one chuckle. You had to get one laugh. It had to give you something, just a tiny bit. And if it gave you just a tiny bit that maybe made a difference in your day, then could it be too much to ask for you? And if we could, if we could ask you, if we would have your permission to ask you to please go out and go ahead and pick up Dutch's book. Yes, we are promoting Dutch. Yes. But as I mentioned early on, Dutch is doing this as a favor to us. He's doing it for free. So why can't we all give back to Dutch? So go out to DutchVanAusten.com. Dutch, we love you, and we cannot... I'm telling you, we cannot wait to have you on next week, brother. That's right. All right? And until then, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chuck with The Chuck and Deb Show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216-7625. That's 216-ROCK. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. So where do we start, Deb? I think we need to start kind of where we're going, and then we can back it up and reverse and get to where we've been. So how about that? Does that sound like a good plan? I think so, but you know how easy it is to confuse me. <laughs> You're so easily confused. So let's get this going. I'll lead the ride once oh, more. No, I don't know so much about that, but <laughs> I, go ahead. I don't know. You know, we have to have a destination. So here we go. To start off, we are so excited because later this week, we will be heading down to the Florida Keys a Key West trip with a mega group of bikers. Oh, yeah, this is going to be epic. It's going to yes, be very interesting. It will be. And we are so going to have to share that with you after the fact because we don't know how it's going to work out, but we are excited to share with you that we have won a trip. What does that mean? You don't know how it's going to work out. Well, I don't. You know, you sometimes you just don't know till you go experience. You mean experience. like a big bonfire or something might break out, or where we're going to sing "Kumbaya" by the fire? I don't know, but I've never. Well, what does I don't it think... matter? That's what it's all about—the whole experience. That's right. It is all about the journey, and this will be a unique journey for us because I don't think I have ever ridden with a motorcycle group of whether it's seventy-five bikes or seventy-five riders or what the deal is. That's a large is, but group. That's a huge, darn tootin' group. Yeah, so uh, so so apparently there's going to be over seventy people, or like you say, we bikes. We haven't got any clarification on exactly what that is, but it is going to be a large group that's going down. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And you have you've you've ridden in large groups. The the rides that we've done have I've, large group, but you mean something that's not affiliated. Well, there you're affiliated, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, I've never. I think the most we've ever ridden with was probably twenty four twenty five in a group. That's I don't not know true. that I've ever Reese across America. Uh, all those rides we've done, okay. all those big rides we've done, Thunder, you know. You're right. Th- okay, thanks for you know, reminding DC. me. Blonde moment. But yeah, we've done, okay, so, we've done big So, but you're meaning on a different level. You're just talking about something right. that's not, not like in a Non-escorted. Fish. Because, you know, every time we've been in that large We've been a in group, non-escorted that big, too. Well, golly, I think I'm putting my foot in my mouth, so I'm just going to shut up and say you're that this is going to be. You're always putting something in your mouth, it seems like. <laughs> not what you want me to put in there. But well, anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be an epic time. I'm just really looking 
looking forward to it because it is a trip with the West Coast Florida Riders. I know several of our listeners have heard us talk about that group before, but they actually did a fundraiser and a drawing, and we were chosen as the first place winners. Surprisingly, we had no <laughs> idea and even had to double question that we were really the winners. So uh, Friday we leave. I'm super stoked about that for a long four-day weekend heading to the Keys. But uh, to me, one of the coolest things is the ride because there are scenes that you will see along that ride down to the Keys that you just, I don't believe, can probably see anywhere because it's just amazing. You're just in the middle of the ocean, water all around you, beautiful scenery, birds. It's just a phenomenal ride, and I'm pretty psyched about that. Well, I'm really excited about it, too. And, uh, you know, we're going to get to meet some neat people, probably the people that we haven't met before. So that's uh, a real big plus for us because that's part of what the show is about. So we'll be taking our mics down there, our little digital recorder, and we'll have that with us. And hopefully we'll be able to maybe interview some people. That's if we're all not having too Too much of a good time. time. (laughs) I don't know if you can ever have too much of a good time, by the way. Yeah, we'll just have to stretch it. But maybe it'll be too much of a good time that we might not want to be working. Yes. Well, you know, we'll find a way to work something in so we can talk to a few people along the way. I mean, again, like you said, there's going to be a lot of new writers that we haven't met yet because this particular group is a pretty far spread across the West Coast of Florida. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Ready to get some uh, chins in the wind. Um, All of my chins and knees in the breeze. Lee's leading the ride, so I'm looking forward to that. It's good. You know, the weather looks good for us. It's going to be a little bit chilly in the morning starting off. (laughs) Chilly to us. So it's probably a little bit different. Uh, You know, Rush was talking about he was going to take his bike out for a ride today one last time for the season, and he was going to bring it in and cover it up. So time to uh, you know, our chili is a little bit different than maybe somebody else's chili. I guess it's all relative. Relative, yeah, that's for sure. So ours might be get down to the low 70s, low high 60s is a chili <laughs> ride for us. Anything below 73, I'm freezing anyway. And it's going to get up into the high 80s and even 90, I know, in our local area. So I'm looking forward to it. Just a great ride, just getting some miles underneath and uh, some of that road therapy as we've discussed in the past. So I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great time. Lots There's of a lot to fun. look forward to. The house is gorgeous. It's a mansion. That's what they call it. That's what they call it. How many it. bedrooms in it, Deb? I don't know, but I think it sleeps 14, if I recall. 14 I don't remember. people, but they're packing 30 or 40 in there, I think. <laughs> and three And then bedrooms. probably 50 or 60 outside in tents and yeah. trailers and whatnot. And only three uh, bathrooms. That's going to be the interesting part. See how and, that all works. Yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> None, it's going to be an experience, but I, I, it's going to be fantastic. It, it really is. Be. It's going to be a really good time. I know it. And we're really looking forward to it, as we've said about a thousand times. Yep. So uh, <laughs> just stay tuned for the future shows because we will obviously bring to you all of the events. And again, like we or, said, Or hopefully. maybe not. We might have to have a special like membership section, if I can speak right, a special <laughs> membership section in order to you see for you to see what happened behind the scenes. scenes. Okay, that sounds like a good <laughs> you never plan. Know. You never know. I mean, there's a pool. It's right on the water. There's going to be some fishing. Hopefully, we're doing some riding. Yep. There's going to be some good food, I'm hoping. Uh, and just a really good time. I know I'm just rubbing it in on everybody, but we're really looking forward to it. <laughs> so anyway, so you started as what I guess we'd call at the end right. of what we wanted to talk about today. Kind of the future beyond the show, but we've had some great things to talk about 
about kind of before today's show too. So correct. I wanted to get to it just that. Keep, continues, and that's really what made this trip even uh, more special, if you will, uh, because it was unexpected, of course. And then it has just sort of continued to add to our journey. And it's just sort of what's been happening to us this year. And we've gotten invitation after invitation. Right. And it started off with Kevin and... Uh, Kevin and Vicky in May. Yep. Uh, Kevin and Vicky. No, what are you talking about? Kevin Kevin and Shannon. See, I was... Shannon, I I was throwing (laughs) it over to her. She she dropped the ball, not me. So Kevin and... And Do it again. Let's try that right. Yeah, Kevin and Shannon. They invited us to to D.C. to do Rolling on the Thunder. And then... (laughs) Rolling Thunder. (laughs) Rolling Thunder. Gosh, we just can't get it together today. Rolling on the Thunder. (laughs) Did I say Rolling on the Thunder? You did, Well, Jack's doing the talking now. I'm cutting you off, mister. Okay. So Rolling Thunder, yeah, that kind of kicked everything off back in May. And so it's just kind of been one epic event and uh, great, great adventure ever since then. So it's been phenomenal. And then, of course, Frank and Kimmy invited us up to Ohio for Thunder on the Strip. Strip, Thunder, thunder, thunder. We are Rolling Thunder. That's us. (laughs) All right. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we actually went to Thunder on the Bay. That's Thunder where we sort of got our kick off. A lot started, of things right? kicked off with the Chuck and Deb show. And Bike Fest, we did. Lane. We did Bike Fest in March. So our bike to, bike biker bike week in Daytona. That's right. We sure did. Yeah. I mean, it has been a fabulous year for us. And we actually did a, what is it called, Airbnb? Airbnb, I don't yeah. think I'll do that again, though. I don't know. I'd have to be a little more selective on that the yeah, next they're, time. They're yeah, they're a little strange. A little it depends. a little strange for me. Yeah. I'm a I'm a privacy kind of guy. I, yeah. You know, oh yeah. So we're going different. to camp out in a mansion with how many? 30, <laughs> 50, 40, 60, 50 80, people. people. And, I, and I'm private. Well, hopefully <laughs> they said we get the suite, so you know. Yeah. I, I can go up there and you know be my introverted self if I need to. That's true. I drink I drink alone real well. You do. <laughs> you do a lot <laughs> I, of things I really alone do. real well. I mean, me and myself and I we get along like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I mean, we have fantastic conversations. I Jack will step in every once in a while. And and things just seem to work out real well. Is that the like uh, a voice behind? No, no yeah. I just set the bottle there and the bottle sometimes talks. <laughs> talks to you, huh? Whatever. I, I don't find that amusing. I'm sure nobody else does either. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, kind of kicking that all off, you know, I just wanted to share a little bit about that adventure coming up because and, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. So the adventure continues. You know, we did all these invites like we're talking about these different events. And then we got a, another invite that we're going to go into in just a moment. But before that, we we had some business plans and we all had to make it work, didn't we, Deb? We did, yeah. You know, this week what we've done something a little bit different than others is, you know, we've really gotten a six-month segment that we plan out one one month, you know, one block at a time. And so uh, the, my theory in this organization and planning is that put everything on the calendar that you want to have happen. And then if it works out, great. If it doesn't, great. You know, we'll just kind of work with it. But that's kind of my strategy from the year of uh, the year looking behind because, you know, we're going to start to talk a little bit about reflecting on what the year has been as we've done a little bit today. But we're also going to really put, put a big focus on what the year to come is because, you know, I think that without proper planning, 
running an organization, you just can't get to where you want to go. And I have to attribute a lot of that to of this year's success because we did. We just kind of mapped out our journey and it all wrapped around motorcycle riding and the things that we love to do. And it's just all fallen into place. So, you know, kind of whenever you're ready to kind of take a step back to uh, share the adventure that we just wrapped up with all of our listeners, we can certainly do that. What does that mean, take a step back? Are you are you talking to me or was that a, a figure of speech because I'm sort of lost? Were you throwing that over to me? What's, what's the take step? Am I supposed to step back away from the mic? I'm a bit confused, Deb. Yeah, no, no. What did you no, mean? No. Tell me out here well you know we we, we recently had oh, you want to take a, a, a step anyway back yeah same old same this goes on in Mars our house and all Venus. the time yeah i don't have any go. idea what she's talking about and vice versa <laughs> so here we go it's just what makes it work <laughs> it, it works i don't know sometimes it does sometimes, sometimes it does. we have to work harder at it to make that's it work right. so that's okay so but the calendar thing is a good thing um you know i remember i think it was this time last year that we sat down and you had the calendar because i think it was a year ago because we took a business trip. We go on a business trip about this time every year to a specific seminar that we go to where we're able to learn a lot of different techniques and things that we need to know about our business. Correct. And uh, so that's where, and this started three years ago and we've been on, on the journey on the track every time since. That's right. It's just a matter of just finding the strategy that works best for you. And because we've got so many different angles and places that we go and do and things that we touch and things that we like to participate in. Touch. I like that word. Things that we touch. Boy, your hair, head, head. Did I say hair? Okay. I I don't have any hair on my head. I know, but it's right where it's not supposed to be today. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what that means. Okay. You never do. But um, where's my, my, you mean my head? head. I said your head. We're talking about hair. I People, you see what I'm talking about here? Oh my goodness, man. Yeah, whatever. It's a good thing this is the radio. It is. If they could see my frustration right now, Uh, they would probably be a little empathetic. We're going to talk about your frustration with your little ball over there. Yeah, my Uh, stress ball. I'm working on it. Working on what? My stress ball. (laughs) I'm really getting confused (laughs) where we're going here. Well, you know, the stress ball is for one thing and one thing only. I told you it's my clutch hand because I am going to ride Annie down to the keys and Annie has to have an extremely difficult clutch on that motorcycle. And so you're, you're um, ridiculous. Why? <laughs> you're going to be on the highway. You're not ever going to use the clutch. We're riding back a few roads. Times. Hello. Yes, we will. You're not going to use the clutch that much, Deb. It depends. If you Rider have traffic. Coach Deb, it's Rider. not going to be a lot of coke, not a lot of clutch. It could be. If we're in a lot of traffic, we'll be clutching a lot. So I'm just preparing. Hopefully there's no traffic. I agree. We're going to be leaving early enough. I mean, six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Well, that's The sun true. will just be rising now that they set the time back. Yeah. I won't get enough coffee, I don't think, to make it last. Or, but anyway, uh, you never whatever. know. So I'm trying to prepare by strengthening my forearm for my clutch because that's a really difficult clutch on that motorcycle so that's all okay whatever makes you think you got to do the things you do i'm here to support you all the way deb and you're the best because i don't want to get chewed out by our listeners about how <laughs> i treat deb oh, how they, horribly i treat deb they know i gotta give deb a break on the air yeah really show me some love man it, show walk me some in love. my shoes for a little bit <laughs> so I mean, tough I mean, I, I am sort of dense sometimes personally. So I guess when you get two dense people together, what do you get? <laughs> oh, d- total dense, density. A dense and a lot. <laughs> yeah, total density. <laughs> I love it. That's a pretty good one. Well, whatever. Oh. What are you going to say? All right. Well, we need to take a short break here, Deb, because okay. we've got some sponsors that, that probably need to say a thing or two. That's right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Attention. Get a pen and paper ready. 
Call this number now 516-407-9135. Listen. Would you like to make money using your cell phone? If so, then stop everything and listen to what I'm about to say. I can't believe how simple and fun this is. All I do is give out this phone number 516-407-9135 and this 100% phone-based business spits out $100 commissions paid directly to me. You have to hear this. Call and listen to our short two-minute intro and if you like what you hear, simply press 1 to get all of the details instantly over the phone. You'll have all of the details and info you need to make a decision within 10 minutes from now. I love this and you will too. Call 516-407-9135 now. Again call 516-407-9135. That's 516-407-9135 or visit supermansuccess.com. All right, I'm Chuck. Hey, Deb. Welcome back. <laughs> We're truly grateful and thankful that you stayed with us through that slight intermission. Yes, that slight fumbly beginning. But anyways, we're going to like smooth this all out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and well, keep on rolling. That's that's my Deb, Mrs. Positive. She's all optimistic. And so I will go along with her. Everything will be nice and smooth. smooth. Yes. Can't so wait. You started to talk a little bit about our adventures that we wanted to share with everyone. So it started off, as you mentioned, with a conference that we attend this time every year. This year, it happened to be in Los Angeles, Yes, California. and last year it was in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. So the year before, it was in Atlanta. Atlanta. Was it? I think so, yeah. Okay. It was in Atlanta. Okay. Well, so, outside of Atlanta, the Atlanta area. That's right. I'm I hoping they're going to have that. it here in Orlando. That would be awesome. You hear that? Orlando would be a great location. So we started off by adventuring off to LAX, Los Angeles, California area. (laughs) Long, long trip on traveling all day. So the good news is, is that it was really just right around the corner, literally from the airport is where we were staying in the conference. And um, so we didn't have to travel far. We landed took a you know little shuttle over to the hotel and stayed very very close the whole time one thing that was pretty interesting because we we had some biker life gear on and one day we were in the elevator heading down to the conference and a young girl actually looked at our hats and said biker life harleys yeah, is there Harley dealer around here? <laughs> I, my my dad loves Harley or something. I've got to go my get him a Harley shirt. Him, or I something. gotta go get him a shirt. Yeah, yeah where's the Harley thing. dealer? <laughs> and of course it says biker life on there. It has nothing to do with Harley. Well, it does because we ride them, well, but it doesn't, you know, but it's just the emblem in which we created our logo around signifies that whole motorcycling um Harley Davidson feel look. But it's us. It's all about biker life. And so it's just interesting this young girl got so ramped up yeah. about seeing our hats and you know wanted to make sure that she was able to get something for her dad and bring back as a gift. But it is kind of a Harley Davidson thing to visit the stores and buy the shirt and blah, 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 blah. So I thought that was a pretty cool. um, Yeah, we got we got a lot of that, in fact. Yes. And uh, I guess we'll cover some of that as we go. But I know there was somebody else in the elevator, some older people, and they were like, biker life. And when you're in the elevator, these are like, these are not like 
18 floors or 20 floors. These are like two or three floors. Right. So by the time somebody asks you something, you're out of the elevator. So you don't even have time to give them your elevator pitch. Right. Because an elevator pitch is supposed to be like, what, two minutes or something? Something. Or maybe yeah, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, it's there you go, to be 30 like, seconds. this is what I do. And I don't even think I we had 30 seconds, it seemed like. Many times, no. Because, yeah. you know, you walk in the elevator and you kind of get that weird, like, Oh gosh, this is awkward silence. And then you're looking really? around for something. You think something everybody to say. gets that? Oh, that's weird, awkward silence when they step into an elevator. Uh, maybe it's just us. <laughs> maybe it's just I you. I, oh. I don't feel awkward when I get in an elevator. I don't either. But I, I just look hope around. nobody farts. <laughs> yeah, that and, would be really awkward. Me. <laughs> so you know, I do. I sometimes, especially, depends on the hotel we're in. It's like you just you look around and nobody says anything, and they're just looking at each other, and it's just okay, kind of weird. But then you just lighten the, you know. And usually it's easy to say something witty or funny or just casual to say, hey, how's it going? Have a great day, whatever. Just kind of share that goodness if you can. But that girl got to put a smile on my face that day. And so then after the conference, we were leaving the that night of the conference. We couldn't even stay around, hang around and uh, and chill out with our friends. We actually hopped on a plane. You're jumping the gun. Oh. You're missing out a very, very significant part. Okay. And you were supposed to be the note keeper during this entire process, Deb. I was the uh, note keeper. Folks, listeners, I'm not beating up on Deb. Oh, shoot. I just thought that she had it down in her notes. You, I do. Oh, you so. did? Well, you just can't see your notes. Well, that might be the truth. So anyway, I didn't read the notes very clearly. So one of the big things, actually, the first night, was it the first night we got there? Yes. I think so. It was. Maybe I should tell the story? or Sure, go right ahead. All right. So we we decide we got to go out for dinner. Yes. And we're in LA, you know, so I just get on my Google, on the phone and Google with something nearby. And there's something within walking distance. Because I'm not, you know, if I can walk somewhere, I'm going to go ahead and walk. I mean, when you guys see me, you understand, you'll probably say, yeah, go for a walk. You need to, pal. (laughs) Anyway. So we said, well, we can walk 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was. Do you remember how far it was? Maybe 11 or 12? Yeah, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. It wasn't that long of a walk. We tried to get get a walk in and try to get some exercise in. And so that would be real good for us. So anyway, we headed up the road. Do you remember the name of the restaurant? Did you jot that down? It was Melody's Bar and Grill. Melody's Bar and Grill in L.A., right near LAX. And so anyway, we're we're walking up there to it because we have a couple of choices. They have the uh, In-N-Out Burger. I think right? that's what it was yes. called. And I was thinking, yeah, the In-N-Out Burger, yeah, it's sort of fast food. They don't have any alcohol there. I know, priorities, <laughs> and, right? And so the Melody Bar and Grill is really what I had in mind. It sounded good. So that was our destination. And so we walked up. And as we get up to it, there's... um. Like some outside seating area. Right. And there's a doorman. He was talking to somebody. Deb noticed something that was going on. She'll tell you later. But as we do, as that guy, he goes in the building and we go up there and I go in front of Deb. I'm like, like trying to walk in just like I would walk into any restaurant around our area here. And the guy says, I need to see your ID. Okay. Oh, I get it. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's probably alcohol. You know, they just want to make sure I got my ID with me and that kind of thing. So I show him my ID and he says, all right, turn around. I need to frisk you. I need to pat you down. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. And I'm, I'm, I do what he says, and I'm not really thinking about it. I mean, we went up to the bike event up in Ohio, and we went into that one bar, and they did the same thing. And the guy really loved patting me up for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Come on, big boy. Let me pat you up. Yeah. 
anyway, so um, he, he he frisked me, and then Deb's fumbling to get her ID out of her purse. She always does. Anyway, we're not going to go into that. That's a big, huge, another pet peeve of mine. Yes, let's. Anyway, not talk so about that. she could. She never even ended up getting her driver's license out, and I was looking forward to seeing how she was going to be patted down. <laughs> I wasn't. I was nervous about that. <laughs> That's probably why you couldn't find your ID. Yeah, I, I was guess. fumbling for. So a the reason. guy just said, "Oh, never mind. Just just go ahead." All right. So I guess he didn't think she was carrying. So Good my thing man, she had it. yeah, my man she was, was a packing, so I should be okay, right? Yeah. yeah. So remember that when you go in, just have your old lady pack instead. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try that next time in LA. So we go in, and as soon as we walk through it through the door, there's the bar. It's a long, nice bar. And the first thing I noticed, and I'm going to be quite honest, it was a very, very, and I'll put it this way, very diverse bar. Yes. And it was and packed. The whole it, bar was It was, was packed. Because I looked. I was going to sit there. I didn't care who was sitting at the bar. Right. You know, what they looked like, where they were from, or anything like that. I mean, just because we stood out like a light bulb. <laughs> I didn't did. care. Neon yeah, I didn't. Lights. It didn't really bother me. I, mean, I was just going to be me, you know? Yeah. So, but there were no bar, no seats at the bar. So we went ahead and, uh, and got a seat and we sat down and... Uh, uh, you know, it went pretty well. We finally got somebody's attention to come over. That took a little while. And anything you want to add to the story? I'll sort of pause there. Anything you want to add? To- well, you know, it was. It was kind of an awkward moment. And they said, sit, sit where you'd like. So it's not a very big restaurant on the other side of the bar. And it was kind of closed off. It was a, a, And it was dimly lit is what yeah. I recall as well. So it was a little dark in there. And you're looking around trying to figure out where we're going to sit. And so you finally just said, well, let's go over here and sit at this table. Um, and it did take a little while for us to find someone to come serve us. We just kept looking and we're looking at the drinks and trying to figure out what we're doing. And in the meantime, all of this food started passing oh. by us. And you're looking at these big heaping plates of nachos and all these other great dishes. And Wings. you know, and it, it was. It was some of it was the some of it was the typical it, bar food, and some of it was very unlikely it, and very unique and different. So and actually when I walked up out front, the first thing I noticed was the smell of my favorite. Favorite smell, garlic. Yes. I was just like, oh man, I could smell the garlic from outside. Yep. So that's what hit me even before we went in. Go ahead. The garlic, absolutely. And we both looked at each other and went, oh my gosh, that smell of garlic. And it was kind of permeating inside and outside of that building. So number one, we got to figure out what in the heck they're making with so much garlic. And we've got to order whatever that is. So once we get the server to come over, take our drink order, we started to ask a few questions about the menu. And she included let us know that the garlic is all about these garlic shoestring French fries. And that's what they're known for because that's, you know, anytime you go to kind of a local place, that's one of the first things I ask is, you know, what are you known for? What are you, you know, as everybody come here for in the local area? Because you could tell that this was a place where the locals hang. It oh wasn't, yeah, the locals were hanging there. No, there's no doubt about right. it. Right. It was not a tourist <laughs> trap. It wasn't a place where if nope. you're visiting, you got to go. It's where no. the locals it, hang it, for and sure. Was that a Friday night, Deb? It was. A, it was a it was Thursday a Friday night. or Saturday. It was a Thursday night, actually. Really? So, oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. It was a Thursday night. Thursday night, which was a little weird too. Okay. That they were so, so I mean, packed. it was packed. It was packed. They were they were really uh, doing some really good business. So, like you said, it, it almost seemed like it was the weekend in there over there, right? Because they were so busy. I mean, like I said, the entire bar was full, and I'm talking when I say a bar, there was at least twenty 
20 people at the bar. Easily, at if least. not long. There's yeah, probably more 10 than on that. each side and then some in the between. And I didn't see an open seat anywhere no, there around was not there one for open sure. Seat. So we couldn't have whittled our way in even if we had wanted to. But we got a seat, started to get the order going. And so, again, but, we had to make sure that we tried out the uh, garlic string French fries. And um, as we noticed everything else, huge plate of nachos. And then the other thing that you noticed that they're known for was something about the mac and cheese with the ground beef in oh, it. And our, well, that's what I noticed on the menu. I didn't see it come out. Right. But as I'm sitting there reading the menu... It's, uh, but if I remember right, oh, you got it noted. It was know. mac and cheese. Okay, probably homemade mac and cheese. It wasn't yes. some craft box mac no. and cheese. It had blue cheese. All right, I know a lot of people don't like blue cheese, and we can go all into a story all by itself with Deb. For years, Deb did not like blue cheese, and oh, I kept I on it. and on and on. Just try it. Finally, now she's hooked on the blue cheese. Okay, so it had blue cheese and it had this this hamburger, right. and it comes from the hamburger that they made there, and that was that was a very special seasoned hamburger as well. Uh, I think there was onions. What else was in there? Yeah, I don't recall. Oh, the spinach leaves or something. There was some other, or kale. One of the two were in there. And so, yeah, it was a phenomenal, I would have never thought about that. So as soon as I saw that that on the menu, I'm a blue cheese guy, and as soon as I saw blue cheese, actually, was it blue cheese or gorgonzola? It was a blue cheese, I think. I think it might have been gorgonzola. Okay. Six one way, half dozen the other, but it was all delicious. So we had this hodgepodge of a dinner, nothing making any sense garlic french fries blue cheese kale spinach mac and cheese and nachos and it was, <laughs> if that was yeah. not a heart attack waiting was that to happen, a meal or what i mean we, we we actually went out for a good dinner and we ended up having all these appetizers well actually the mac and cheese was considered a dinner a dinner right but it to me it's sort of like because it's so bad for you or for you for you and it's not bad for me because it just sits right in just perfect for me yeah well it was, even though mac and cheese is your favorite It is my favorite. Miss Carbatic. And it was delicious. So we just had a great time, had a few drinks, and just had a great adventure at Melody's Bar and and Grill. And the neat thing about it is the waitress was friendly. Everybody in the entire place was friendly. And it was it was like we just really fit in. Right. It wasn't like we stuck out like a sore thumb. And by the way, I didn't go in there feeling like that anyway. No. I, I just became part of the place, part of the, the ambiance, if you would, and just felt real comfortable where I was. I mean, you know, at first I didn't tell this part when they were patting me down. After I got done, I'm standing there. We're waiting for Deb. And I asked the guy, it says... Uh, I'm a little bit, what did I say? I said something, Deb. I said, I'm a little bit uh, uneasy right now. Where we're from, we're not used to getting pat down. Uh, Should I be concerned? And he gave the answer, the exact answer I would give. Oh, no, sir. We're just making sure everything's nice and safe for you here, just so that you have a good time. (laughs) That's it. And it did. And, you know, the the ambiance inside, it had very knotted, real wood walls. You know, sometimes you'll think about the paneling, but it was truly knotted, rich wood walls. It just was very eclectic, oh, yeah, very unique I forgot unique about the walls. And, and, and the, she told us it had been there for quite some time, for a yes. very, very long time. And then I guess they just recently got an owner, new owner there. Right, in the last couple of years. But it has been phenomenal. It's been there for ever and ever. So it's a staple. if you're ever in the area, we'd recommend you go in there. Just yep. tell them Chuck and Deb sent you. That's right. <laughs> they won't know who Chuck and Deb treatment. are. Yeah, they won't know. We tried to, we talked to her a little bit about it. Would you have her name, Deb? I do not. I didn't 
make a note of her name or the owner. I almost so. remember her name. She was yeah. very kind. She did a great job. And then um, what I noticed, I walked by the kitchen area. Okay. And they had a baking sheets full of wings oh. that were already like um, seasoned. Okay. So apparently they're very well known for their wings as well, but we didn't get a chance to try them. But I guess if we ever go back, which I never thought. I would ever go back to L.A., but we did. We did. Or I did. And uh, you've been to L.A. before, once before, but I never thought I would end up going back to California. I guess, you know, that goes to show that you never know where you might go. Because at this point, you know, I sat there thinking, well, we probably won't ever go back again. That's not true. More than likely, we're going to be ending up in California again for something or another. Correct. At this point, the way that everything's going with the show and the radio station and everything, everything's happening and just in our lives personally. Right. And the things that we love to do, I can see us ending up back there, Deb. Yep, you got we'll anything to add? Be- because we got to take a quick break. You got something you want to If anybody gets with? to the LAX area, be sure and stop in, especially if you're staying right there in that airport area, get to Melody's Bar and Grill. You will not you will not be disappointed with what that experience is. It's a great time and a great place to go. All right. So the next part of our trip was Aruba. Yes. And again, this came because we got an invite uh, from a friend of ours who, who's uh, one of my longest known friends. How, yeah. how long have I known him, Deb? O- over 25 years. And that's Corey and Kristen. Right. And uh, I've known Corey for over 25 years. We met at Phoenix, Arizona uh, many years ago, and we worked at American Express. Yes. He may not have wanted you to say that. I know. I know. I know. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think American Express maybe didn't want us to say that. Maybe. And not that we're advertising for American Express, but if you want to sponsor our show, we'll be happy to talk to you about that. (laughs) Exactly right. So anyway, that was just telling you how we got to meet and how long we've been friends. And we're really, truly grateful for that friendship. And so I I contacted him because I have another friend, Brian, who is out. Where's he? He's like uh, Jerome. No. Sedona. Sedona. No, he's outside of Sedona. I can't oh, remember shoot. the place right now. It's not coming to me. It's not true. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. Brian. Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. And so we were going to go see Brian. And I, if I was going to be out there, I wanted to see Corey. So I wanted to plan all this stuff. And then when I was contacting Corey to see if he was going to be around during a certain period, he said, no, you know, he's going to go to a football game. And, but yet they were going to go to Aruba. Do right. you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't come to Arizona. Come to Aruba instead. Right. So because yep. he had a timeshare and his family and a bunch of people, like loads of people from Kentucky. And, and hi, Kentucky people. You guys really know how to party. Party like a rock star. <laughs> that's for sure. So they were very kind enough to invite us out. So we took them up on the offer. So we left L.A., as we were talking about earlier. Right. And it was a long trip. I had a little uh, young lady next to me. And it, it, we. how long was the flight? That was a five-hour flight from L.A. direct to Fort Lauderdale overnight. And overnight, so, in the middle of the night. Right, so it was a red eye. This young girl, every time she bumped in this ugly-looking fat uh, well, I shouldn't say fat on the air, should say I? cool, hip, happening well, that's older what you gentleman, would say. yeah. This, lo- this uh, butter bean. Every time she touched this butter bean, it's like some butter bean oil got on her. Yeah. And she always squirmed in Twitching. her seat. And these seats were so tight. 
spirit. Yes. Oh my not that goodness. We're dogging. Yep. I'm sorry. If I'm going to do an overnight, it's not going to be on spirit, spirit again. That's all right. these seats. I mean, come on, look at me. I could have taken all three seats myself. Well, at least two of them. And that been poor young lady. <laughs> anyway, so we went there. Then we had to, we flew all the way back to Florida to Fort Lauderdale to then catch another plane. What? Several hours later. Yes. We had a four or five hour delay. And then we hit to Aruba from so Fort Lauderdale. We so. went straight to Aruba. As soon as we landed yep. to remove uh, Aruba, we caught a taxi to the resort. As soon as we got to the resort, we were in the pool. We were drinking. Next thing you know, we're out. We're in bed. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not just sleepy. No, No, it's because we drank a whole lot in the pool. Maybe we shouldn't be telling our audience that. We shouldn't. But we didn't have anything to eat. We really didn't have any rest. We we intended on eating. And so when you get... when Look, this is just Corey, all right? You get around Corey. If anybody ever gets around Corey, just expect a huge party and expect it to keep going because this man does not stop. He does not. Doesn't have a limit on himself. No, there's there's no No limiter. There's no limit, no limiter, nothing. Right. All right? So anyway, it was a great time. So we we got just a little bit of time, Deb. So let's fill them in on what we did while we were there. We did a Harley Davidson motorcycle tour of the entire island, and that was phenomenal. And we were going to rent the choppers, and I'm sort of glad we trikes. didn't. The trikes. Trikes, yeah. Tri- yeah, trikes. Yep. But we Sorry found a Harley that, chopper, D- a Harley tour that did it, and uh, Naheem, a fellow air on-air personality yeah, that's down right, there he, in Aruba. He plays the radio Jamaica. No, he plays the reggae music, I think he said. Yes, he plays reggae, reggae. music on the radio there. Yep. So he's a fellow on-air uh, person. And uh, but he was our tour guide, did a phenomenal job of taking us from one end to the next. And we saw all sorts of amazing sights. Unfortunately, we do not have a time to go into all the details, but it's so important that we share that with our listeners. So you'll want to be sure and listen to the next podcast and or show in order to get that information, because Aruba was really fascinating. Yep. Sorry, we don't have enough time, but go ahead and take us out. All right. Want to be sure. And again, thank Dutch and be sure and visit his website at Dutch Van Alston.com or on Facebook. It's Life Behind Bars book series. And follow the podcast and or radio show at Facebook at Biker Life Radio and BikerLifeRadio.com. And you can catch all of the good news and information our sponsors. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb. Heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.